Ah, this phone drives me crazy. Excuse me, I'm the Sprinter, and from Sprint, try my new iPhone XR with an amazing liquid retina display. This is amazing. Mind if I snap a few photos? Look at that color. I love this display. I, uh, I'm going to need that back. Switch to Sprint and get iPhone XR 64 gigabytes for $0 per month with an eligible trade-in and a Sprint Flex lease. Visit a Sprint store, sprint.com slash iPhone, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Phone $0 per month for 18 months after thirty-one twenty-five per month. Credit applied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Excludes tax. Subject to credit. $30 activation fee. Coverage and offer not everywhere. Restrictions apply. Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody out there, my name is Dr. Ray Tomos, I'm a chiropractor here in Miami, Florida, and an official sponsor of the ISPS International Slow Pitch Softball League. Welcome to the Hot Corner here Thursday nights at 7 on Blog Talk Radio. We're going to be covering everything about general health, chiropractic, slow pitch softball, other sports as well, whatever you, the listener, wants to listen to. This show is based primarily for you guys to keep you entertained and to keep you informed. Call in or tweet us to get on the air. We'll be giving out the number and all our information throughout the show. Hope you guys enjoy and get ready for the Hot Corner. And welcome back, everybody. It's Thursday night. My name is Dr. Ray Thomas. I'm the host here of the Hot Corner that we do Thursdays at 7 p.m. I know that we haven't been able to get online over the past couple weeks of a a few technical difficulties. Every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can listen in to and call in the ISPS East Coast Radio Show. Call in at area code 347-637-637. 3978 or send us your questions on Twitter at ISPSO. Also, don't forget to call in area code 347-637-3978 and talk to the doctor, Dr. Ray Tomos, now on his very own show every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Also, right here on ISPS Radio on Blog Talk Radio. Remember, call in at area code 347 637 3978. Again, that number is 347-637-3978 or tweet us at ISPSO or at Dr. Ray T to contact the show. Hey, everybody out there. My name is Dr. Ray Tomos. I'm a chiropractor here in Miami, Florida, and an official sponsor of the ISPS International Slow Pitch Softball League. Welcome to the Hot Corner here Thursday nights at 7 on Blog Talk Radio. We're going to be covering everything about general health, chiropractic, slow pitch softball, other sports as well, whatever you, the listener, wants to listen to. This show is based primarily for you guys to keep you entertained and to keep you informed. Call in or tweet us to get on the air. We'll be giving out the number and all our information throughout the show. Hope you guys enjoy and get ready for the Hot Corner. Tonight we're doing a remix, apparently. Um, The technical difficulties continue, but we are not stopping. We are pushing forward and we are going through, and we are talking about the Hot Corner tonight because... The corner is so hot that it won't, it's not even staying up. It's crazy. So it's going on, and we're here, and it's Thursday night, and we're starting the show over again. And as I was just about to do before we got cut off, Mr. Ferrero, are you there with me, sir? Yes, sir, as always here on Dr. Ray's Hot Corner Show. What's up, Dr. Ray? Oh, man, not too much. The Internet, or there's something going on. There's something that doesn't want us to do the show tonight, but we're not going to give into that, man. We're Maybe gonna do it's the it, weather, man. It, it's got to be the weather. Down here in South Florida right now, it's not looking very nice. It's not definitely not softball weather. Yeah, that's the truth. You, you got that right. Um, I actually was, was going to be doing the show from the field tonight, 
But because, as you mentioned, it's not softball weather, um, that is no longer a possibility. So I'm here at the office still, um, down in headquarters holding it down, uh, getting ready to go ahead and and get through the show here tonight. And it's going to be a great show. We've got tons of information tonight to give out to you guys about what's been going on. We've got complete 2014 trade deadline coverage, uh, the trades, the transactions, and some of the impact that it's going to have on the grand scheme of things. Um, we can talk fantasy if anybody wants to talk any fantasy baseball and the impact that some of these moves are going to have there. Uh, we can talk long-term about what's going on. So you guys are encouraged, again, to go ahead and, and give us a call. The guest call-in number is 347-637-3978. Again, that's guest call-in, 347-637-3978. Um, if you want to tweet us, you can go ahead and you can hit us on Twitter using hashtag the hot corner or you can tweet us at Dr. Ray T or at ISPSO. Um, and, again, you can go ahead and reach out to us and get on the show, and any input that you have, you know, we'll, we'll be more than happy to get that on the show here and, and talk about it. Um, Manny, we got a lot to go over, my man. Where do we start? Why don't we talk a little bit about the tra- trade deadline in, in Major League Baseball? It just ended right now at 4 p.m. Eastern Eastern time, correct? Yes, sir, that's the truth. Um, there was actually, this is, you know, in recent history, this is probably the most active trade deadline that I've seen um, in a long time. There's been a lot, a lot, a lot of actually uh, action that's going on here. So many teams, you know, guys, teams know that they're, you know, not in contention right now and they're giving up some players and they're trying to reload. Um, but, wow, there's been there's been some awesome stuff going on here. Um, and we're going to get to it all right now um, as we as we get here through the complete coverage of the, of the trade deadline. So let's talk about some of the moves here. Um, obviously, some of the big the big names that moved here, and I think the highlight of everything that's going on is the the trade between the Red Sox and the Oakland A's. Now I'm super happy. I'm a big A's guy, um, so I'm super happy to see that the A's are making moves and that Billy Bean is going for it here. Um, they traded Yoannis Cespedes, the home run derby champion. Uh, they actually traded him um, for John Lester and for Johnny Gomes. So they downgraded in the outfield a little bit, although Johnny Gomes did play with the A's. Um, and, you know, we'll see what happens now with him and, and what goes on there. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that the A's are the winner here. That, that rotation now with John Lester rounding it out, I mean, it, it, I think it's going to be a thing of beauty for the A's. You know, Samarja, Hamill, Kazmir, um, you know, and now you can add John Lester to it. I mean, wow, it's going to be great. So, you know, for A's fans, things are looking good. It's a little bit of a bummer to, to lose the Cuban crusher, you know, Yoannis uh, Cespedes. But at the same time, man, I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a good thing. What do you think, Manny? What do you think about the uh, the whole situation there? No, I mean, I think both sides came out pretty good. Cespedes is one of my favorite players right now in, in the, in major leagues. Um, you know, and the A's came out, came out very good. And I, I'm, I'm happy for you, Dr. Ray, that I know that's your, that's your favorite team, man. But what do you think about, um, about price going to the Tigers? The Tigers are now a definite contender, bro. You know, the Tigers have always been a contender. Um, and I think that a lot of the moves that the A's have been making have actually been, uh, to get the Tigers, to get the Tigers, uh, you know, number basically, um, to to compete with the Tigers, I think is what's going on there, um, and it makes a lot of sense to me, you know, it, being the fact that they've got these things going on, you know, I mean, in my opinion, the Tigers, you know, they've got the offense as well too. Um, if Joe Nathan can lock down the ninth inning, they're going to be in pretty good shape. Um, you know, I know that they bolstered their bullpen getting Joaquin Soria. And they were a big player also going after Andrew Miller from uh, from the Red Sox. But, you know, what I'm seeing now is that the Tigers are happy with the bullpen and, and Brad Ausmus, the manager there, I think he's going to go ahead and stick with uh, and stick with Nathan in, in the closer role. He has been pitching much better as of late. Hopefully he got through the, uh, the early season hiccups that he was having. Or actually, it wasn't really early season. It was kind of the whole first half. So, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But, you know, I, I got to say that I'm happy with uh, with that with that happen there. <clears throat> and 
I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to see the second half of the season right now for, for both teams. I think it's going to end up being the A's versus the Tigers, um, you know, when it comes down to it. Uh, the in, American in the, in the American League, in the American League Championship, you know, uh, to me that looks like it's going to be a definite series that we're going to see in the postseason, and we'll see who else can can kind of sneak somebody in there. You know, it's, it's always a possibility that somebody else can kind of get in there and make something happen. So we'll see. Well, we already talked about about your Oakland A's. What about my my New York Yankees, man? I, I really they're not going to really do it. Well, they didn't really do much. I think they're going to ride the the Jeter train the rest of the season and just see what happens. What do you think? Well, I don't know. I mean, the the Yankees actually they they were a little bit sneaky here. They did a couple things. Um they actually got they actually got Steven Drew um and they shipped out Kelly Johnson. Um and they also picked up Martin Prado. And Martin Prado is is a second baseman, a shortstop, a third baseman. An outfielder. I mean, you can put that guy anywhere, and you know he he has a little bit of opposite field power. And that short that short fence out there in right field in Yankee Stadium, you know, might be uh, right. might be something that, that that could be good for for both Prado's fantasy numbers and also for the the offense being generated from the second base position um, or third base or wherever or wherever it is that they're actually going to put him. Who do the Yankees have over at third base right now? Uh, to tell you the truth, Dr. Ray, I have no idea, man. They um, and that and that's that's I think why they went ahead and made the move. I mean, you know, to me that makes sense. You know, so now they're going to have you know Jeter at shortstop, Stephen Drew at second base, more than likely, um, and Martin Prado over at third. And I think that they've been going with the rookie uh, with with some rookies over there at third base, and and just you know it's been a revolving door over there since the whole Alex Rodriguez thing and. You know, we'll yeah, see what ends up happening there. But, yeah, you know, that that's a big problem for them. And, and you know, is Alex Rodriguez ever going to play there again? You know, that that remains to be seen. I, I don't I don't think he's going to come back next year. I, I mean, and be and be um, successful. You know, I feel like he, he'll more than likely try to come back out and so on and so forth. But, we'll, you know, we'll end up seeing what happens. Um, I think the Yankees did make a good move by going after Prado and uh, – you know, I like Stephen Drew. Obviously, he's an FSU guy, so I love him. Um, he's always had injury problems. But, you know, when the guy's hot, the guy's hot. So I'm looking forward to see what happens there. Um, another move, um, you know, staying in the uh, American League East, uh, in the American League East there, um, the Red Sox uh, traded Andrew Miller to the Orioles. Um, and Andrew Miller has probably been and, and has probably been regarded as the best lefty um coming out of the bullpen. So, you know, we should see exactly what it is that's going on there with the Orioles bullpen now coming up in the next couple of days. Zach Britton has been the closer there, who's another lefty, um, but he, he was a starter. Um, and we'll see what ends up happening. Britton's actually been pitching pretty well in the closer role, but I believe that's what some teams were looking to acquire Miller for. So, you know, he could be a speculative add in some fantasy leagues if you're looking, you know, for, for uh, closer help or maybe just good peripheral numbers. You know, his ERA has been great. His strikeout numbers have been good. Um, a 14.1 strikeout for nine. Um, so, I mean, that's a great number, you know, coming out of the bullpen right there. That's what you want, somebody that's going to strike guys out and not give up walks. So, you know, to me that sounds great. Um, for Andrew Miller, who once was a product of the fish, if you remember back in the days we actually traded uh, Miguel Cabrera for Andrew Miller and uh, Cameron Maven. And you know he bounced his way around. And where, the where, and, and, and where are they now? And where are they now? Yeah, Cameron Maven is on the DL somewhere in San Diego, and Andrew Miller is exactly. actually you know one of the better pitchers. Um, you know, and now he's actually going back to uh, back to the O's. Um, it was you know the Tigers were in the running for him. I know that, uh, but the Tigers gave him up to the Red Sox, um, and you know the Red Sox used him as a weapon out of the pen, and that was really good <laughs> for them. So, you know the Red Sox. I think they have a feeling that they're they're probably not going to make it this year. They're a few games out of the wild card, and you know, yeah. they're just not they're just not that contender that they've been in recent years. Um, so they were they were definitely sellers um, at the deadline this year. Although they did get some players back, um, you know, I mean, Yoenis uh, Cespedes that's that's a big power. His average is not great, but he's definitely going to provide some 
some coverage now and, and some backup for Big Poppy, you know, and, and finally there, there's a hitter behind Big Poppy, and so that's definitely going to bolster their offense in Boston. Uh, the only question is is that they just dealt two of their pitchers. They just dealt, you know, John Lester, and they also dealt Felix Dubron the other day. Um, so that's two lefties out of their bullpen um, in Andrew Miller and Dubron and another lefty starter. So, you know, are they going to bring up the prospects and the players that they're getting now right away or, or what's going to happen? I'm interested to see what Farrell is going to do there with the Red Sox um, and what's going to happen and, and how they're going to fare for the rest of the season. Um, but more importantly, I think the O's got a great piece for their bullpen. Um, you know, and, uh, and so that, that American League East is going to be fun to watch for the rest of the year between Boston and New York and Baltimore. Um, so we'll see what ends up going on over there. Uh, the Rays also, while we're in the American League East, they they uh, <clears throat> they had a huge deal today. Um, so it just when it looked like you know none of it was going to go down, it all did. Um, the 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 Rays gave up probably their best pitcher, um, somebody that's been a face of that franchise for a while now, and that's David Price, um, arguably one of the best pitchers in the league right now, uh, 2012 yep. Cy Award winner, you know and. Uh, now he's now he's he's out of there. Uh, so the the whole deal shapes up like this. Basically, uh, the Tigers center fielder Austin Jackson. He actually they actually pulled him out of the game in the seventh inning, um, and <laughs> to let him know that he was traded. So he's actually going to Seattle. Um, and then Nick Franklin from Tampa from uh, Seattle, um, who actually played for Florida uh, and a pretty good little prospect, a good guy up the middle uh, middle infielder. He's actually going to Tampa Bay. And then the Tigers lefty, uh, Drew Smiley, um, who had been a, a really good starter for them. This, well, not a good starter, but a consistent one. Um, and also an 18-year-old shortstop prospect, Willie Adames, ranked number three in the Tigers system. He went over to Tampa Bay as well, too. So the way it shakes out is that the, uh, the Mariners get Austin Jackson. Uh, Tampa Bay gets Nick Franklin from the Mariners. And they also get Drew Smiley and Willie Adames. Um, from the Tigers. So the Rays made out here. The, the Rays really reloaded. Um, you know, they've got some pretty good young talent there. They've pretty much been non-contenders, although they've been hot as of late uh, this year. So we'll see what ends up happening. Um, but, um, you know, Price definitely takes a huge, huge boost pitching now for a team that has a whole lot more offense than they did in Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa Bay is just, you know, he, he didn't get the run support that he's been needing. He's got a lot of games this year that he has losses where he's allowed less than two runs. So, you know, I'm interested to see now. David Price could be a major force coming down the road for some fantasy teams, and his trade value has never been higher. So, you know, if you're if you're in it to win it, then stick with him. But if not, I would suggest thinking about dealing Price and trying to do the same thing. Get give give up the best player in the deal and get a whole bunch back. And or if you're in a keeper league, give him up. Or or actually in a keeper league, it's tough to say what's going to happen because. Next year, he's a free agent. So are the Tigers going to keep him? Are they just going to pick him up for this year and let him go? You know, are they going to have enough to sign everybody next year? That's what we're going to have to look out for. But, um, you know, I'm excited to see how all that's going to shake out there. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot going down today with the, with the trade deadline. Uh, three-way deal there to get to get David Price dealt. And uh, it's been kind of crazy over the last couple of days. You know, is Price going to go? No. Is Price going to say yes? Is Price going to go? Yes, now he is. Um, and probably around 2 o'clock today is when, is, when all of the, uh, is when all the reporters started getting wind that, yes, he was definitely on the move. So, you know, now we'll see exactly what happens there. Um, but I'm interested to see, again, as I mentioned before, you know, that, that American League battle. You know, there's so many powerhouse teams now with the A's and, and the Tigers. Um, and even the O's, I mean, the O's bolstering that bullpen, that, that's great for them. They've got some pretty good young starting pitching and Kevin Gaussman and, and Dylan Bundy. And, uh, you know, so we'll see what happens with them. They could definitely make some moves. Um, the A's, while we're on the A's still, they actually did make another move. Um, they, they actually gave up Tommy Malone, <clears throat> who had an, a very stellar year for them last year as a lefty starter, um, but this year had some struggles. Uh, he's actually now on the way over to Minnesota, um, and, and the A's are getting back Sam Fold, who uh, spent most of his career with the, with the Rays as a, you know, utility guy, uh, you know, kind of platoon player, um, but definitely a guy who's got a lot of hustle, a lot of heart, 
Um, and I think he fits in well with, with Billy Bean and, and the money ball philosophy over there in Oakland. So um, I think that's another move for the A's. You know, they lost Espedes, but they bring in Gomes and they bring in uh, Fold. So, again, they could always work the platoon over there. They could keep guys healthy. They can keep guys nice and rested. They can go with a hot hand. So they have a lot more a lot more options now. And, you know, they lose a little bit of power there um, from Cespedes. But that's I think that's going to work out okay for them because their starting pitching is, is very, very good at this point. Again, as I mentioned, that starting rotation for the A's, you could be looking at Sonny Gray, Scott Kazmier, who's had, a, who's had a, just a remarkable season so far, John Lester, Jeff Samarja, and then, of course, uh, that fifth starter is, is to be determined. Um, right now it could be Jason Hamill, it could be Jesse Chavez, who's been having a great year for the A's. So that, that A's staff is definitely looking formidable. Uh, their bullpen has been looking really strong with Doolittle closing it out and with Luke Gregerson uh, setting them up, um, and they've got some good middle relief there. So we'll see what happens there. Um, and, you know, the Red Sox actually have been really active. Um, the Red Sox actually pulled off another trade um, today before the deadline, um, and they actually and they actually got John Lackey, or they gave away John Lackey to the Cards. Um, the, the Cards wanted to make a little bit of a move here and uh, and kind of get rid of the, the the door jam that they had over there at first base, and they gave up the wrench, Alan Craig, um, and you know who's kind of having a little bit of a down year. Um, so they gave up the wrench and they gave up Joe Kelly who was a fifth-slash-six-starter, fill-in starter, spot starter guy. Um, and now they, they bolster their rotation with John Lackey, who's also been having a very good year for the Sox. You know, so if Lackey can keep up the way that he's been pitching, I think that's going to be pretty good for Boston, because, or excuse me, for St. Louis. You know, anytime you transition from the American League to the National League, it's a good thing because it's, you know, one less hitter that you have to face. Uh, so that could be a very good thing for the Cards. Um, you know, with Wayne right now in there, and, and you know, hopefully Jamie Garcia gets healthy again soon, and then they're going to add Lackey to that rotation. Um, so so the cards could be looking good. You know, Lance Lynn coming down the stretch is going to be good. So it looks like the cards are, are in it to win it this year like they always are, um, and, and they could do some good things. And, and, again, now they don't have that problem with who the heck do we play? Where do we put Alan Craig? Is he going to play first base? Is he going to play outfield? Is Matt Adams going to start? You know, if they were an American League team, they'd be okay because they could DH one of those guys. But, you know, it's harder to get into a groove when you're not getting that regular playing time and you don't know where you're going to be playing. So I understand the issue over there that, that Craig was having. He could be somebody that could get hot now with a new environment. He's done it before. He's a, he's a professional hitter. He hits to all fields. Um, and, and who knows, sometimes people go to Boston and, and that's where they flourish. You know, Boston is a team and a city that gets behind their players and, and who knows what could happen there. So, you know, I'm sure Craig's available in a lot of waiver wires out there. You might, you might want to consider picking him up there. Um, I know he's eligible first base and outfield, so that's another fantasy implication there. Um, Manny, you got any input on any of this stuff? I'm just going and going and going. Anything you got? You got any input there? No, I mean, Dr. Ray, I've always said that, that you're you're a fantasy nerd, so you – you study all this stuff. I, I'm wondering, how do you keep up with all these teams, and, and especially the teams out on the West Coast? Are you like a like an MLB subscriber or something? <laughs> no, you know what it is is that I, I look at box scores. Um, you know, every morning I kind of have a little bit of time. It's kind of my stress relief, um, as a matter of fact. Um, you know, I recommend to all my patients that they get – 15 minutes a day of something that they love and that they enjoy and that it's just their time and there's nothing else interrupting them, disconnect the phone, disconnect Facebook, don't turn on the news, you know, and just do something that you enjoy and that you love. Um, And that's basically what I do, you know, uh, besides playing softball for stress relief and going to the gym and working out, I love to look at box scores and see what's happening. And, you know, I grew up, I grew up and, you know, I think I had a baseball in my hand before I could even walk. So, for me, baseball is just one of the things that I love and I enjoy, um, and, and it's a calming game for me and something that I love to watch and predict and see what's going to happen. And I love the fantasy aspect of it, too. You know, the fantasy is what allows me to really know all the players and everything that's going on. Um, if I could pay as much attention to the stock market as I do fantasy baseball, I'd probably be in pretty good shape. But uh, <laughs> for me, you know, unfortunately, I don't, I don't love the stock market as much as I love fantasy baseball. So. 
you know, it, it, it's awesome to to kind of know about all the stuff that's going on there. And, and, again, you know, the big thing for me is that when guys get injured, I kind of have a little bit of an upside because I know, oh, that looks like an injury that's going to take away power or whatever the case is. So, you know, I, I'm always competitive in fantasy baseball. And, <clears throat> it you know, it really is it is like the stock market. You trade when guys are at high value and you try to get them when they're at low value. And, you know, the numbers at the end always kind of average out. So, you know, it's, it's a fun thing for me. So, you know, I end up knowing the roster is up and down because I keep reading the box scores and seeing who's playing. And, you know, when I get home, I don't really have time for TV um, to watch shows. You know, everybody's always like, oh, what show do you, what shows do you watch? And, you know, everybody has Homeland and Lost and America's Got Talent or whatever. Um, but the only thing that ever really goes on on my TV is uh, sports or baseball tonight or, you know, MLB the rundown. I put on the MLB channel and just watch and go from game to game and, so on and so forth. So, yeah, you know, I, I know a lot about what's going on because, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it pretty much every day. Um, so, yeah, I guess you can call me a fantasy baseball nerd, Manny. Go ahead and tweet it out there. I will. Don't worry about it. I always do, brother. <laughs> hey, but listen, talking about, <clears throat> talking about our, um, our, our uh, MLB trades and all that stuff, what do you think about the Marlins, our local team? Hey, the Marlins. You know, I was happy to see that the Marlins – we're getting involved, um, you know, this year at the trade deadline. It's great to see that the Marlins are in, you know, that they're in competition. And, you know, I mean, to me it's awesome. I, I'm super excited to see that, um, that the Marlins are going after somebody. I was hoping that the Marlins were actually going to be in that Lester, in that Lester deal, but, <clears throat> you know, it, it didn't work out that way. Um, my other favorite team got got Lester, so that that works out okay with me. Um, but the Marlins actually made a pretty the Marlins made a pretty big deal now um, with the Houston Astros, and the Houston Astros are a team that have just tons of tons of young talent. So that was that was good to see that we got them, and uh, they actually they actually got a guy that I was that I was hopeful for in the beginning of the year. Um, you know, as far as fantasy purposes go, he just doesn't strike anybody out, but. You know, he was the number one pick a, a few years back um, from the Astros. And, you know, as you know, the Astros usually have uh, the first pick. Um, <laughs> so, you know, yeah. the Marlins have really needed help, um, really, really needed help, you know, pitching. Um, that, that fourth, fifth starter has been an issue um, for, for the Marlins. So, you know, Cosart can come in. Um, he's staying in the, in the national, or he's moving back to the national league now. Now that the Astros went to the Americans, so that could help him out a little bit. You know, the, the national league East is not a a super, you know, a super heavy hitting uh, division. You know, the Phillies have kind of, you know, puckered out a little bit, and and the Braves, you know, they strike out a lot. Um, you know, the Nationals, they, you know, the Nationals have been a, a pretty strong team, but we, we've been seeming to play them pretty well. So I'm excited to see what Cosart's going to do over here. You know, he was on all my fantasy teams at the beginning of the year and kind of slowly got drafted or dropped, I mean, excuse me. Um, and I know he's out there on waivers. I don't expect that he's going to blow anything up or become, you know, crazy. But I don't think he'll be a great fantasy player, but I think he will be a solid fourth, fifth starter for, for the Marlins. Um, you know, we gave up one of our top prospects in Jake Marisnik, Um And also we gave up Colin Moran and Francis Martes for some guys that, you know, were down in double-A and they were doing okay. Um, but we also, in addition, we got second. We got a second baseman from them, um, which has been a little, bit of, a little bit of trouble position for us. We've had a kind of a revolving door going through there, too. We were supposed to have uh, Rafael for call there, and he's been on the DL except for like three games uh, for the whole year. And, you know, so uh, I'm interested to see what we get going on there. But uh, I, I think Cozart will be solid for Miami. Um, and something that, that could not help us make a run. And if we get to sign him long-term and maybe develop him and he, maybe he gets, maybe he learns something from Jose Fernandez or, or you know, Henderson Alvarez who have really um, turned the corner and, and made some good deals. Um, you know, but the Marlins were, the Marlins were shopping. You know, um, the Marlins were looking in and David Price. They were trying to get Lackey. They were looking at Tommy Malone. They were looking at Wade Miley, Ian Kennedy. Um, Dallas Keuchel from the Astros also came up. Um, but, you know, in, in the end, it was that the Marlins, a lot of the teams were interested in Christian Yelich. And Yelich has been a force at the top of the lineup this year. I mean, the Marlins, when you look at their offense, they've got RBIs all up and down. 
Um, so I'm excited, you know, with with what the Marlins are doing, and you know they're putting some pieces around Stanton, and uh, McGee has been a revelation this year behind him with all the ribbies that he's got. So you know it could be a good thing. There there wasn't really a spot for Mar- for for Marisnik either. You know the outfield is pretty stacked right now. Ozuna's been hitting and playing a hell of a center field. Yelich, like I said, has been leading off great uh, on base percentages up. He's even hitting some home runs. He's stealing bases. And then, of course, we've got Stanton in right field, who's probably been one of the best players um, in the majors this year, even adding steals to his game. So I think the Marlins are going to be just fine. Um, And, and, you know, what's your opinion on that? Did you see see Stanton in the home run derby, man, hit a few rockets, man? Oh, man. That was awesome to watch. I was a little bit, you know, disappointed that he he didn't hit any in the second round when all he needed to do was hit two. Um, but yeah. you know, it was. Uh, I think that if he would have got past that second round, he probably would have had a good chance to win it all. Um, you know, but I was just happy that he participated too. I've been waiting four years for him to get into that home run derby, and it was worth it. That first round, man, he hit some shots. Did you see the guy um, who tried to catch one of his balls? Actually, um, <laughs> the guy. Did you did you end up seeing that picture? I don't think I. Remind me, I don't remember. Oh, my goodness, you got to see it. There's a guy um, who tried to catch one of his home run balls with a bare hand, and he got so bruised up that he tweeted his, a picture of his hand out there, and Stanton ended up sending him some, uh, some you know, game-worn jerseys and some different things like that. But the guy's whole hand, whole hand was like just one big, gigantic bruise. Um, it, was pretty, it was pretty funny because, you know, when Good you idea. think of catching a baseball, you know, the last person that you want to catch a baseball off their bat is probably Stanton. That guy hits the ball harder than anybody. So, well, I could imagine. Uh, yeah, that, that, that was a pretty cool thing. The guy shoots laser beams out uh, off of his bats, man. They 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 go like on a straight line. It's not like a like one of those majestic high home runs. No, 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 no. Stanton hits line drive laser shots. I'm talking about. Maybe a, a, a an arc of maybe ten feet, you know, from from the point of contact to where it lands, you know, like a little arc of just ten feet. It's like a rope. Yeah, he is. That guy's hitting the ball harder than anybody that I can remember seeing ever, you know, honestly. And uh, <clears throat> he just looks like he's locked in. He looks like he's really turned into a major league hitter. You know, he looks like he's starting to understand hitting and when he should be hitting behind runners, and he's using all fields. He's hitting home runs everywhere, I mean, right field, center field. You know, in the home run derby, normally you see guys try to pull it, and he's hitting them to center field. I mean, the guy's just hes just amazing back there. Definitely my favorite player in the game right now. I, I've, you know, everybody knows it. If you know me, I've got a huge man crush on Stanton. Uh <laughs> and, and I'm not afraid to say it. Not afraid to say it at all. The guy's awesome. I love going to the games, and I, you know, um, I really hope the Marlins lock him up long term. And you know, I, I think the Marlins have been doing well. You know, they uh, they went for it all when they um, when they signed Burley and when they signed Reyes, and they brought you know everybody. And we had Josh Johnson. You know, and a lot of people were disappointed when we sold those guys away, but. I honestly think it was better for the team. A lot of those guys were at the end of the career. What did Josh Johnson end up doing? You know, what is Reyes right. doing in, over there? You know, Burley had a good first half, but, you know, his last six or seven starts, he's been trending downward. So, you know, I think they did a great a great thing, and now we have hope for the, for the next few years coming up. We've got a lot of great young talent on the team, and we just even acquired some more. You know, so I think the Marlins are they're doing a good thing here, and they're moving forward, and they're making the right thing. So, um, again, just to recap, I want to go over everything. Oh, there's one more move that we've left out um, that we haven't talked about, and that's staying in the National League East. Um, the Washington Nationals actually made a move today um, to secure their infield after they learned that Ryan Zimmerman is more than likely going to be out for the whole entire regular season with a hamstring issue. Um, and they actually picked up Adrubal Cabrera from the Indians. Uh, Cabrera's been a pretty good uh, shortstop for the Indians now, and he's going to be transitioning to the American League and uh, over to second base, so he'll probably have a little bit of a of a hiccup there in his in his offense. But I'm sure once he gets settled in and grounded, he'll enjoy hitting with the Nationals and and uh, you know Jason Worth and Ian Desmond and all those guys around him. And Denard Span at the top of the lineup has been hotter than anybody lately. 
Um, so I'm looking for Cabrera to uh, continue to be a solid middle infielder. Um, he'll probably continue to have the shortstop eligibility and uh, maybe even give Ian Desmond a spell and really give them some, some room to work with on the infield there with, with Rendon um, and uh, and Cabrera now and Ian Desmond. So, you know, those guys can all, all play those positions and Rendon can go between second and uh, third. So that'll be a good thing to to help keep those guys fresh as well too. So I think, you know, both teams kind of end up winning there. Um, the Indians were in the run for a while, but, you know, now that they see what's happening uh, with the Tigers, it doesn't make so much sense for them to try to make a run for it. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens um, in there. Hey, but, Dr. You know, Ray. That, that's, yes. Quick question, brother. How how do – I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, I know you're a big fantasy nerd, and, and I was wondering on your teams, how, how do any of these trades impact your, your personal fantasy teams? Well, um, all these trades basically prompted me today to make a couple moves um, in my leagues. Basically what I've done is I have added, um, as I mentioned before, I believe that uh, Alan Craig is going to get a nice little boost with his, uh, with his change of scenery. So I've actually added him, and I've dropped uh, Michael Morse from the Giants, and they're the exact same player, basically first base and outfield eligibility. Um, Morse had a real good start to the year. He's cooled off at, at, at you know, at the last couple of months. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Hopefully that new, that new start can get Alan Craig going. Um, I think he's going to do pretty well for the second half, as I mentioned, with the new scenery. Um, and also I picked up Andrew Miller. I'm chasing saves. Um, I've got Joe Nathan as a closer, Mark Melanson as a closer, uh, Craig Kimbrell as a closer. And Neftali Feliz now is a closer. So I've got four solid closers. But in the league that I play in, if you, can't, if you don't have four solid closers and you don't have guys closing, you really don't stand a chance because uh, it's all about trying to get as many points from your pitchers in the least amount of innings possible. So I did make a couple moves corresponding to the trade deadline. Um, and most of it was, you know, with closers and with Alan Craig there. So um, as Drew Cabrera is on my team on another league, and what I like about that, as I mentioned, is that I, hopefully I'll be able now to switch him um, in between second base and shortstop and, and kind of go from there. So that's going to be a good, uh, another good thing that's going to give my roster some flexibility. Um, so I'm excited about that for sure. Um, I was thinking about maybe adding Cosart um, in, a, in a pretty deep 10-team league that I have, um, but I don't think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to wait and see kind of what we get there and see what see what happens and see what we get going on and then, you know, kind of just take it from there. And, and I don't think he'll be at it anywhere. So, you know, it could be just somebody under the radar. But, yeah, it definitely it impacts your, it impacts your team. It impacts the league. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing, as I mentioned before, is that David Price, that David Price trade, you know, he, I think, gets the biggest boost in value. Um you know, Lester, too. Lester is going to be a much better pitcher now, you know, in, in Oakland. I mean, that ballpark is huge. They've got the most foul ball territory. So his home starts, you know, we should even see his numbers drop even more. Um, so I think it's going to be a good thing for Lester, a good thing for Price, uh, good, a good move for Alan Craig, um, a good move for Martin Prado, who I have on, in, on the team as well, too. So, you know, fantasy is definitely making its impact here, um, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm excited to see what, what, what's going to go down for this second half. Awesome, Dr. Ray. And, Dr. Ray, before we move on to the NFL, and, and I know you want to talk about the NFL, and I, I know you also want to talk about the, um, the health topics that you're going you're gonna to publish on Softball Magazine upcoming in their next issue. But before we move off of um, – Major League Baseball. Did you know the uh, the dimensions of the the pitcher's mound from home plate to the to the rubber? As a matter of fact, I've known the dimensions uh, for quite a while. Um, the reason is because I always wanted to have a pitching mound in my backyard, so I actually measured it myself one day. And when I measured it myself, I got like sixty. I got like sixty feet and like ten inches or something like that. So I measured it wrong. Um, and then I just got smart and looked it up online, um, and I found out the measurements. Um, it's a pretty cool history about the uh, about the mound. You, 
you learned about the history today, right? Yeah, man. Let me tell you something. From uh, let me tell you a little bit of, about the history of of the um, the pitcher's mound from 1903 through 1968. The height limit was set at 15 inches. I'm talking about the the height of the mound above the level of home plate. From home plate to the to the um, actually from the rear point. I, I know. You guys know the home plate has a point at the back. From the from that point to the front of the pitcher's rubber, it's 60 feet and 6 inches. Now, the height of the mound is set at 10 feet, but from 1903 to 1968, this height limit was set at 15 inches, but was often slightly higher because, you know, back in those times, Sometimes you you know we're not as they weren't as technologically advanced as us and um, they really weren't regulating that. But something the the Los Angeles I thought this was kind of interesting. The the Los Angeles Dodgers were known to uh, put their mound all as high as twenty inches, the highest in Major League Baseball. So can you imagine that 20 inches? You're, you're pitching from on top of a mountain. It's 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 almost impossible to hit that. Yeah, that's pretty funny, actually. That's, imagine, you know, they, they say that the uh, the tall left-handers, they have a big, uh, you know, a big advantage. Advantage. Um, and imagine now everybody's a tall left-hander now or a tall, left, or a tall righty, you know, when, when you put the mound up that high. So definitely it gives a big advantage. You know, with the curveball, the angle of the ball coming down, um, you know, if that ball drops or rises or anything, you're going to see a huge change. Well, let me tell you something. The the reason why in 1969, remember that number, remember that year, 1969, they lowered it to 10 inches to increase the batting because, um, you know, with a, with a higher point of release, I guess it, it's, it benefits the pitcher a lot. So in order to increase the batting, you know, chicks dig the long ball. So in order to uh, make it a little bit more offensive, they ended up lowering the mound to uh, 10 inches in 1969. So there there you go, some history from from the major leagues, man. Look at that. And <laughs> that's pretty funny, too. The, uh, <laughs> the chicks do dig the long ball. That's very, very true there. <laughs> yeah, man. Um Awesome stuff, man. Awesome stuff. Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty cool, you know, that, that when they're thinking about how to attract more fans to the game and how to make the game better and all that stuff, that they actually think about that. So that's that's pretty cool, man. I'm happy to see it. Um, you know, and also a, a pretty cool history, a pretty cool little history lesson there as well, too. Uh, definitely cool. Um, yeah, man. I think we, we should. Um, I think we should incorporate this into your show, Doctor Ray. Um, we should do some some type of history and and you know maybe maybe some of our listeners you know who never never knew the history of the pitching mound maybe they learned something i learned that today just doing some research on uh on major league pitchers mound so uh you know it could be a, a great yeah, new little segment that, for your show yeah no it definitely it definitely is um very very cool uh it's definitely very cool to see what's going on and and uh, with the history of the game and you know that's one of the big things that I love is is that history of the game and and I think that's why baseball is so amazing you know it's, is that you know and football has its, its pastime and so on and so forth but baseball is really what America used to you know Americans just it was all baseball you know and now with you know the advent of technology and everything is super fast and you know it, it's you know, games all go at the speed of light, and baseball is a little bit slower. You know, it's 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 not regarded in such in such high high esteem as it was before, but definitely still a love that I have. And and it's for things like that. You know, uh, the mound, how far it is, and why is it like that? And you know, why do they call the pesky pole the pesky pole? And and uh, and you know, why is the why is the fair pole uh, actually called foul or the foul pole? Why is it fair? And you know, so. There's so many things in, in baseball and superstitions and so many things that we've talked about before. So, yeah, Manny, I'm, I'm down to uh, do a history lesson every week. Um, you know, we can talk about this day in history 
<clears throat> what happened in baseball and come up with some cool things, and we can go from there. But definitely, definitely very cool there. Um, <clears throat> I, I know that we wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, the NFL and preseason, so let's touch on that real quick because I want to get at least a good ten minutes in uh, with our with our health topic of the night. Um, and remember, our health topic tonight is going to be uh, what appears in Softball Magazine in the next issue coming out, and it's all about what to do when you're injured. Um, and for all the softball players out there, it's going to be some really good information about what can happen when do you know that you definitely need to go um, and get some help or should you just sit it out and those kinds of things. So uh, some great information for you guys there. Um, so right now let's touch real quick. I know, Manny, that you had a couple things that you wanted to talk about um, with the NFL preseason with some of the suspensions that happened, right? Yeah, man. Dr. Ray, what do you think about – I know you're not married yet. I am married. Um, I would never even think about hitting a woman, you know, much less my wife. But what do you think about Ray Rice and, and just getting two two games suspended for allegedly? I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna say he did or he. We don't know. We don't know the facts. But allegedly, uh, hitting his wife, man. Ah, well, I'll tell you what. To me, it sounds like. The the NFL has got things a little bit backwards. Um, a two-game suspension for domestic violence, you know, just doesn't seem like enough of a enough of a punishment for me. You know, jo- uh, Justin Blackman suspended for a whole year for marijuana. Josh Gordon suspended for a whole year for marijuana and for DUI and for a couple other things. But these guys are losing the whole entire year, um, and all they've done was inflict damage on themselves. You know, so now we have Ray Rice come along, beat his fiance, and he's only got a two-game suspension. So to me, it doesn't make too much sense. Um, I think that the NFL should have come down a little bit harder um, and kind of gauged that punishment based on the other punishments that they've been giving out up to this point. So, yeah, it is a little bit backwards to me, um, but – you know, what can we do about it at this point? I think that the point of getting this information out is that we just need to advocate and make sure that kids out there know that violence is something that should never, ever, ever come into a relationship. Um, and a man especially should never hit a woman. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter if the woman weighs twice as much as you. It's just one of those things that you learn as a man as you grow up, and it's just known, you know, you never put your hands in a woman. Um so, yeah, I think that it sets a bad example. Um, I did listen to his uh, press conference today after his first practice, the first time that he addressed his media, the media since this went down. Um, you know, the, 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 the thing I see about it on a positive note is that it was his fiance at the time, and it is now his wife, which means that they were able to get through it. Um, they're still going through it. He did seem very sincere today. It did seem like there was a lot of remorse in his voice today. Um, he apologized directly to his wife. He apologized directly to ev- anybody that could have been affected by the situation. Um, and he understands, I think, how deep this really does go. Um, you know, for anybody to to have this happen to, I think Ray Rice is the type of guy that can turn it around and make people forget that it ever happened, um, especially since he is avid in the community. Um, and he, he vowed that he'll promise to continue to be avid in the community. So, again, you know, all in all, while I don't think that it's great, you know, that, that it's only a two-game suspension, I think that, you know, Ray Rice understands what's going on. And, uh, and, and you know, I think that it, it'll be okay in the long run, but I think that the NFL definitely needs to get going better on what's going on with these punishments. And not just the, the MLB, but I think professional sports in general. Um, you know, some, some suspensions just don't make much sense to me. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, man. I mean, look, we we cannot really um, we cannot really judge or, or or anything. We're not judge or jury, but I think that the message the message that the NFL is 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 uh, giving with just a two game suspension on a domestic violence case, where you know it, it's clear from the. From the video evidence that we, that, you know, it's all over TMZ and all that crap. But uh, dude, the 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 girl is is 
unconscious on the floor and he's dragging her out of the elevator, dude. I mean, you know what? What type of message are you trying to to promote to to middle school kids and uh, high school kids, which are the most impressionable, you know, impressionable people that are your most impressionable fan base? I just think it's a, it's a wrong message, man. When you have something that should not really be, uh, I mean, I don't even think in in regular in regular law, if you get caught smoking marijuana versus domestic violence against your your spouse or your significant other, the the penalty is a lot worse in the domestic violence case. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but don't you think so, Dr. Ray? No, I agree with you as well too. I definitely do. So I don't I don't um, understand the the message that the NFL is, is giving out. And, uh, you know, I know we don't know the facts. We don't know the ones that made the decisions are the ones that know everything or, or know as much that's out there. But, you know, the media pretty much finds out pretty much everything and, and they have all the evidence and they give over all the evidence, I'm sure, to the NFL. But, you know, from... I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. No, I, I'm I'm with you there too. You know what? What can we? What can we do besides talk about it? Um, you know, at this point, again, it, it's up to the MLB, and and hopefully that you know other other media outlets are talking about the same thing. And you know, maybe, hopefully this you know, in the future. You know what? Now that you just said that, Doctor Ray, maybe the NFL did this for a reason. Maybe they want they want us to be talking about it and they want it to be in the news. You know? Hey, they're they're very clever, man, and they're they're where they at for for a reason. So, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past any 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 of these major associations to um you know, maybe who knows, man. Who knows? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, you know, we shall see. Um, we shall definitely see, and, and, and as I said, hopefully, as more media outlets talk about it, you know, the the, um, the MLB and, and these people that are bringing these punishments down, they'll start to smarten up a little bit. Um, now let so me we'll, we'll now, now let me let me give you a hypothetical, Doctor Ray. What about in 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 the next few years? Which I think I, I think medical marijuana and mar- marijuana are are headed towards you know, full legalization. What about in the future? If if an NFL player, you know, maybe is still against NFL rules or, you know, uh, maybe they do get caught smoking marijuana in a state where it is legal. Uh, and then another Ray Rice domestic violence incident happens. Then, then what are you going to do NFL? What, what, what are, what are they going to do again? Better? Man, you know, that's, who knows? I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, it's completely unpredictable at this point. Um, you know, it's it's extremely unpredictable. You know, you you would definitely not think that a guy that smokes marijuana and a guy that beats his wife um, are going to get completely different suspensions and they're going to be skewed the way that they are. So, who knows? And, and honestly, to even speculate is crazy. And again, as I said, yeah. I hope that. I hope that it's just, you know, that that the MLB they smart up and they, and they get it a little bit more, you know, and they see. I think you're talking NFL, are, NFL. Are oh, excuse me, NFL. Yeah, NFL. Um, yeah, I hope that the NFL, that, you know, that they smart up and realize that these players are role models. You know, as I mentioned, Ray Rice is very active in the community and so on and so forth. And you know, there's a lot of people that look up to these guys. You know, when you grow up, you want to be your favorite player and you want to play sports and you want to play a game and get paid for it, and, you know, you want to be like these guys, and then all of a sudden they beat their wife, and then you're like, oh, if he does it, I must do it too, you know? So it's it's something to me that definitely the NFL needs to needs to get their punishments right. Um, you know, I think that they've been doing a pretty good job, um, you know, as far as the drugs go, but, you know, how can you, how can you say that doing 
marijuana, which is more than likely going to be legal in a lot of different in a lot of different states and probably federally within the next you know two years, if not decades, um, is worse than beating your wife. Um, so again, I, I think it's a little bit skewed, but you know what what can we do about it? Yep. Well, Dr. Ray, enough of uh, of these uh, bad news stories. Let's talk about something. Well, let's talk about your uh, your upcoming article in in Softball Magazine, man. Talk to me a, a little bit about that. What's it all about? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is the truth. Uh, Softball Magazine again um, gives me the privilege of being able to go ahead and, and give them some tips. Um, to put out there in the hot corner section. Um, so for this time, what I wanted to do was let the players that read Softball Magazine know uh, what they should do when they get injured. So some of the things that you want to consider is, you know, if you have a pain or an ache or something like that, you want to always obviously try to find out, number one, what kind of an injury is it. Um, and the biggest thing that you want to try to decipher is, is it a muscular issue or is it a structural issue? Now, when I say structural, I'm leaning towards ligaments, I'm leaning towards bones, I'm leaning towards those kinds of things. Those injuries are a lot more serious than muscular issues, um, and those are some things that need to be evaluated. So a, an easy way to tell if it's a muscle or if it's a joint or ligament or bone problem is if you perform a certain motion yourself or actively, for example, if you lift up, let's say your, your shoulder hurts and you lift up your arm, and when you lift up your arm, it hurts but then you have somebody else lift up your arm, and when they lift your arm, the pain is not there, you can, you can pretty much safely assume that that's a muscular injury. Now, depending on the area and if you see a big bruise or not, you know, if you, if you feel pain and you see a big bruise and there's all that, you're bleeding underneath your skin, which means you tore something. So you definitely need to get evaluated right away to see what kind of damage you have going on. Again, most of the time that's going to be an MRI. Now, if you... Um, Again, if it's just something minor and, and you go through this and you have somebody else do that same motion for you and it doesn't hurt, you know, wait it out, rest a little bit, and you should be okay. If the, if the pain does not go away, then you want to get evaluated. You know, but if somebody else is moving that, doing the same for you, um, and, and it's hurting you still, you need to go right away and you got to see what's going on because there's a ligament, there's a joint problem, there's a problem with the bone or maybe the, the labrum or a capsule, whatever it is, but you definitely want to get evaluated there. Um, also, how long has, has the, the problem been there for? If you've got pain in, in, a, in a specific area and it's hurting you longer than a month and it's not improving or it's getting worse, this is when you need to get evaluated, um, especially when it starts to affect your, your activities of daily living. Your activities of daily living are things like getting dressed, getting in and out of the car, walking up the stairs, and so on and so forth. If you feel the pain or you can't do these things, um, on a daily basis, and it's because of the same symptom for more than a month, don't stop wasting time. Go in and find out what's going on. Um, the other thing that you, guys wanted, that you guys want to take note of is, does the injury change any bodily function? Do you have any loss of senses? Is there any tingling or numbness? Do you see swelling in your extremities? Um, abdominal pain, changes in bowel movements or in urination uh, frequency or urgency, um, any incontinence, changes in your vision, ringing in the ears, uh, breathing or heart rate issues. When it starts to affect your organs, the pain, whatever symptom it is that you're having, you need to get evaluated at that point as well too. So, you know, there's some injuries that you can just kind of ride out and you can try to exercise through and you can push the pain a little bit. But again, if it's something that has been longer than a month, if it hurts no matter who's doing it, uh, whoever's moving that motion, for you, if it inhibits you from doing your activities of daily living, and especially if it's changing any bodily function or there's any other associated symptoms, you definitely want to get in to get seen. Now, who should you go to? Um, if, you, if you know a sports chiropractor um, that does good examinations, that's a great place to start. We're going to start you out with natural conservative treatment. You know, we'll do physical therapy. Most sports chiropractors have physical therapists in-house or they do it themselves. Um, so I would suggest to start there because in addition to the physical therapy, they can also perform adjustments. They can get into some nutrition for you if they're trained to do so. Now, remember, not every chiropractor is the same, so you've got to try to find a guy that specializes in these kinds of things. Um, 
you can also see an orthopedic. Um, an orthopedic will give you a very good evaluation and the diagnosis, and they'll more than likely be covered by the insurance and so on and so forth. But you want to be careful with the treatment. Sometimes, you know, they just want to inject you with something so you don't feel pain, and you can go out there and you can actually make that, that, the, the injury worse um, while you're playing and it's just numbed, and then you're going to need some surgery later on. So you want to be careful with that. So I always recommend going to see a chiropractor that will do a good examination with you, um, do some, some uh, testing, you know, to, to check out the nerves, check out the muscles, check out the reflexes, look at the, ner- look at the, um, you know, the neurological uh, dermatome patterns, which basically talk about, you know, is sensation across the skin the same? Can you decipher an object that you put in your hand if it's, a, if it's an arm injury? You know, all those things are little tests that can be done to try to figure out how severe an actual injury is. Um, and then, of course, they can always refer you to an orthopedic that they work with or whatever the case is. So, you know, definitely um, get evaluated, guys, if it's been hurting for a while, if the pain's really bad, and especially if you're seeing, uh, you know, changes in bodily function. Um, I think it's real important that people know when it is that they need to see somebody um, in order to get help, and that's what these health professionals are out there for. Um, so don't be afraid to use them. Um, and, again, if you guys ever have any questions, I'm available here. Um, you can reach me at uh, 786-353-HEAL. You can go to 353heal.com and send me an email. You can tweet me at Dr. Ray T. You can go, you know, online and do whatever you want. I'm easy to find. If you just, you know, go ahead and, and type in Dr. Ray Tomos and whatever on, on Google, you'll find me some way or another. Um, and, again, I'm here to answer all your questions and anything that you guys need concerning any injuries on or off the field or anything health-related as well, too, um, again, as I am a primary care chiropractor. So um, anything you guys need, you're more than welcome. Um, I'm here for you guys and ISPS, um, and I'm looking forward to getting out there, and hopefully um, the summer will stop giving me so many rainouts because I'm, I'm not playing as much as I used to, and, and, I'm, and I'm definitely starting to feel it in my stress levels. So um, I'm anxious to get out there, and I hope you guys are too. Just remember to stay safe and always be well. And uh, thanks for listening in tonight, guys. We're running out of time. Uh, Manny, I want to thank you for coming on and talking trade deadline with me. And, uh, you know, great show tonight. I'm looking forward to next week and definitely getting in. And and we're going to be putting in a lot more work, again, for you guys. I know that we've been kind of slacking lately for the past couple weeks and having some issues, but I'm I'm all moved into my new office, Frontier Spine and Healthcare on uh, 107 in Kendall for you guys down here in Miami. Um, And we're ready to rock. We're ready to rock this thing out, finish strong, and keep the show going and get the information out to you guys that you guys are asking for. So um, anything you guys want, remember to tweet at the hot corner. Um, And, uh, Manny, you got anything? Anything you want to add? No, I just want to commend, you know, recognize you for the the article that's going to come out in Softball Magazine. Make sure everybody's checks out softball magazine they also have a uh, free digital edition on softballmag.com where you could check out dr ray's article every issue uh they named dr ray as the softball playing chiropractor so check that out um no and i just want to you know thank you for having me on the show again dr ray and i want to give a shout out to all the teams playing in naples next weekend at the ISPS State Championships. I will be out there in Naples, so uh, check it out at North Collier Regional Park, August 8th through the 10th. It's a beautiful, beautiful park. I thought Mills Pond was beautiful, but Naples, uh, North Collier Regional Park is is simply, you know, amazing, Dr. Ray. I don't know if you've ever been out there, but we're going to have a great, great time at the uh, Florida State Championships, which uh, the champions are going to get Florida State champion rings. So. Uh, be sure to check it out. Wow, man, that's awesome. I uh, I definitely will be following that online. Um, and hopefully we'll have one of those championships around here so I can compete a little bit. I hope so, too, Dr. Ray. Down here will be um, the World Championships in uh, November the uh, in Fort Lauderdale. So uh, be sure to check that out, ispsworlds.com. All right, man, that's awesome. Glad to hear it. All right, Manny, well, have a great night, my man, to everybody out there listening. Um, Again, remember, check out ISPS.com. Tweet us at ISPSO on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, Dr. Ray T on Instagram and on Twitter. 
Um, and we look forward to seeing you next week on the Hot Corner, everybody. Thanks for listening in. Choosing an energy company raises many questions. Who can make my electricity and natural gas work smarter? Where can I find a company that's easy to do business with, who knows the market best and has options to fit my needs? For millions of homes and businesses, there is one answer, Constellation. Decades of market intelligence and proven solutions from a trusted energy leader. Energy made efficient, simple, insightful, and flexible. That's what makes Constellation America's energy choice. Learn more at Constellation.com energy. Ah, this phone drives me crazy. Excuse me, I'm the Sprinter, and from Sprint, try my new iPhone XR with an amazing liquid retina display. This is amazing. Mind if I snap a few photos? Look at that color. I love this display. I, uh, I'm going to need that back. Switch to Sprint and get iPhone XR 64 gigabytes for $0 per month with an eligible trade-in and a Sprint Flex lease. Visit a Sprint store, sprint.com slash iPhone, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Phone $0 per month for 18 months after thirty-one twenty-five per month. Credit applied within two bills. If cancel early, remaining balance due. Excludes tax. Subject to credit. $30 activation fee. Coverage and offer not everywhere. Restrictions apply.